<laughs> Hello, all you creepy cats, spooky kids, and all fans of the macabre. This is the horror pop extravaganza. And I'm not even going to tell you what's going on. I am Pops Ghostly. You might know that by now if you've been listening for a minute. Um, and we'll get to who I'm here with, but I got to give you some first. Ding 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 killer clown killer clowns Uh yes but uh but yes I am Pops Ghostly and here with me as always is Jonathan Forskin Johnny Forskin Johnny Forskin Yes Johnny how are you today Oh, I'm doing all right, Pops. <laughs> a little, uh, little smegma, a little uh, gross. I'm not even going to get gross like that. Um, so, uh, but yes, dude. Um, so I'm so excited about what we're about to talk about. I'm excited, too. Um, this movie, I remember my brother and I, and like I had like, you know, Channel 20 or some shit, like a midnight movie that wasn't really that scary, but was kind of scary. And I remember being introduced to it and then not finding it until they cut a DD like way later. And I found a copy of the DVD and then fast forward like 10 years or some shit. And all of a sudden you can't turn your fucking head without seeing a killer clown from outer space, dude. Yeah. They're everywhere. It's like mind blowing. I'm like, how did this little movie that barely could you know turn into this um and i think there's many reasons and we're going to get into those many reasons uh but before we do before we talk about the fun stuff the popcorn and the motherfucking farmer gene green and all the good things <laughs> um why don't you throw it down for us uh how'd this movie how'd this movie come to be who made this thing uh possible for us this is killer clowns from outer space from 1988 it's rated pg-13 and it's one hour and 28 minutes the synopsis this is one of the smallest ones i've seen Aliens who look like clowns come from outer space and terrorize a small town. <laughs> That's perfect synopsis, perfect. dude. We don't need perfect. to go any farther. Perfect synopsis. So let's just dive right in uh, head first into the cotton candy cocoon. Well, hang on. And you gotta, we got to do the oh, cast Oh, list, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gotta Sorry, dude. Respect. Sorry. I am so excited. I'm fucking chomping at it. But yes, you do for this movie especially because my boy Royal Dano just fucking slays for the couple minutes he's in it. But uh, yeah, lay it on. It's director, cast, all that good stuff. And the music if you got that in front of you because that's a big player in this movie. Yeah, man. Yeah, this is this comes from the, the Cheeto brothers or the Chido brothers do you know how it's pronounced? I don't. I hope it's Cheeto. I hope it's I mean. Cheeto too, dude. Because fucking, uh, we got Grant Kramer playing Mike Tobacco. Did you know his last yes. name was Tobacco? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, the beautiful Suzanne Snyder from Weird Science played, yes. played uh, Anthony Michael Hall's girl Debbie Stone. Uh, the the delightful John Allen Nelson. Man, was this dude, guy a fucking so, sex symbol, dude? So good, so good. He plays. Uh, Officer Dave Hansen, uh, John Vernon, just chewing the scenery in this man. God, he's good. Give him a whole movie. Give me a whole oh, movie. Dude, I'd Officer watch a, Mooney, dude. Officer <laughs> Mooney, fucking prequel, dude. Oh yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah, dude. Um, then we got uh, Michael Siegel as uh, one of the Terenzi brothers, and Peter Lucasi playing uh, Paul Terenzi. Yes, Royal Dano. 
Farmer Dude, Royal Dick. Farmer Green. Farmer Green. Gene <laughs> I, I Green. Know, <laughs> I know you can't see a podcast, but I have a tiny little Farmer Gene Green tattooed right here on my hand. <laughs> that is because that is <laughs> because <commitment>. I fuck. <laughs> that is commitment. Um, but for many reasons, I just love Royal Dano, and I like that it's oh, a lot of their names were plays and shit. Like he, you know, Gene Green instead of fucking Green Gene, like you know the uh, Captain Kangaroo and shit like that. But yes. Continue, please. Uh, this one surprised the shit out of me. Christopher Titus playing yeah. uh, Bob McCreed, which is crazy. And uh, I actually, I've hung out with Chris Titus. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Dang, so that's kind of sweet. It was super weird. His mother-in-law uh, had cancer at the same time that my wife had cancer. And so oh, they became fuck. good friends. And so Titus comes in and he's like, hey, you should come. You want to see a comedy show? You like comedy shows? I was like, dude, I fucking know who you are. Like, I used to watch fucking Titus on Fox back in the day. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, I got to fucking hang out in the green room, dude, and, like, chill with Chris Titus. <sighs> That's cool, dude. Yeah, I felt like a fucking... I, I superstar. Like a superstar, dude, yeah. Sliding and off the couch. I'm talking to this dude, and he's just, like, this old grungy rocker dude, and he's, like, drinking beers and shit, and I'm like, this guy's fucking funny. And he keeps talking about Bruce Springsteen, and I'm like, this guy fucking loves Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> it's because he was the bassist in the fucking E Street Band, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, yo, bro, I see, bassists get no love. <laughs> I fucking pull up a Bruce Springsteen concert, and I'm like, holy shit, that's that grungy old fuck from the green room. <laughs> that's kind of badass. Though. It's pretty badass. So, yeah, so uh, this is written by uh, the Cheeto Brothers. Three of them, Charles, Stephen, and Edward. Pretty amazing. And uh, let's see if they have some music. Soundtrack. Yeah, I can't remember who. I, the Dickies. Not the, the Dickies. Dickies um, dude. It's perform- The Dickies. Killer okay. Clowns is by the Dickies. Yeah, because the, the intro music and a lot of the music throughout, but it is that, that Killer Clowns theme song that just makes me miss good theme songs like movies there are songs that were written you know you watch the movie and then you wrote the fucking song about it right and you know you got this fucking ding 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 killer clowns um and that is the premise of our movie here we've got um well we start out with a bunch of kids uh well we see mooney's a dick like he doesn't like anybody (laughs) um we're introduced to a lot of our characters and then we end with mike up on uh lover's lane who why mike is like such good friends with terenzi brothers that makes no sense (laughs) they go up selling ice cream and he's scoring with the hottest chick in town at lover's lane and he's like fucking love those guys (laughs) right oh it's always a great time with those guys the terenzi brothers come on um, he's the most so, unfunny, funny character though ever. Like he's, yeah, his jokes dude. are so annoying. I was like, this chick would be like, get out of here, dude. But they're amazing at the same time. He's, but you're right. I mean, when he's talking about like many moons, many, many, many moons. Um, but they're up that at was Lover's super Lane. Racist, by the way, and didn't really age yeah, yeah, well. Yeah. No, dude, it didn't. When he said, that's why I didn't make the chief jokes that went before it. Um, but. Uh, so they're up at Lover's Lane. The Terenzi brothers show up and they're like, yo, ice cream, ice cream. And they got these two girls with them. They're like, you said we could get all the free bomb pops we want. And just- <laughs> two freaking heifers come out of the back eating ice cream. And they're like, dude, we're going to score with these chicks later. Right. Hey, keep your shirt on, lady. Oh, don't worry. We plan to. Like, these guys are just. And then he's over there like, oh, look at them, man. They're fucking hilarious. Like, they're the funniest guys I've ever seen. Um, 
But it's at this point where we see this shooting star of sorts. So they see it. Farmer Gene Green sees it and him and his dog Pooh Bear. And just like uh, Vernon, I think the Royal Dado just like it, this character is so wild and crazy, but so much fun at the same time. I and feel like he was like went to Disneyland and rode Pirates of the Caribbean and saw that old man <laughs> at the beginning of the ride across from the Blue Bayou restaurant. And he was like, I'm going to base my whole character on that motherfucker right there. <laughs> Dude, and up to this point, I mean, Dano's had an amazing like career. Like, I mean, I mean, he did so much when he was young, so much great work. Uh, so maybe you're right. He was just like, "Fuck it, dude!" Like, I'm going full on. <laughs> I mean, they named the people like you know Mike Tobacco and shit. <laughs> right. I think it was supposed to be supposed to be pretty tongue in cheek. But him and Pooh Bear are gonna go figure out what this thing was that landed in the. I found the circus. <laughs> like, oh, we're gonna be rich. It's on our property, Pooh. Don't worry. Um. And then one of the killer clowns peeks out of the fucking magic hole in the wall and scoops up the dog with a net. <laughs> he's like, ah, my Pooh Bear, where's my dog? I'll tear it all down with my bare hands. And he fucking grabs the thing and we get this great 80s animation. It's like shock, almost like a Masters of the Universe or some yeah. shit. Like, ee. <laughs> and that's the end he's of That motherfucker's wired. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll bring it all down. Um, so he ends up going pretty quick, and uh, Mike quick, and oh, for sure, dude, for sure. Um, and what's her name again? Mike and uh, Debbie. 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 Yes. Um, so Mike and Debbie are now exploring, and he's like, "Come on, let's stay at the fucking car, and make out." And she's like, "Nah, dude, come on, this is crazy." I'm like, "I'd have been with Debbie. I'd have been like, yo, girl, are we riding to find this shit, or you're out?" <laughs> like, sorry, <laughs> like I'm on a mission after I saw that shit. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna go find ET and be fucking riding around on a bike and you'll see me fly past your house like Bob bitch. Bye, Debbie. <laughs> um, Ride or die, Debbie. <laughs> family. Uh, so, so they end up finding this thing and he convinces her it's the uh, Circus Bizarro. It's the new European thing. That's <laughs> fucking. Yeah, like, what on. was it about the 80s that like the most exotic thing was Europe? <laughs> Right. <laughs> come one, come all to the Circus Bizarro. And he goes into a very non-Circus Bizarro. Like, no <laughs> right, one's around. Right. It's creepy as fuck. And he's just like, yeah, this is great, man. Fucking love this. And that would have probably been me. I'd have been like, this yeah. is fucking incredible. I totally thought that. I was like, Joe's the kind of guy like that would fucking go into this thing and be like, this is amazing, dude. This is the best song house I ever saw. It's so cool. We just didn't even have to pay. It just opened <laughs> Just flew out of the sky and fucking landed here. This fucking huge ass circus oh. tent in the middle of the woods. Let's do it. Yeah, let's go get some mushrooms We're first. So lucky we got here first. <laughs> oh shit, dude, my fucking stomach's hurting from laughing. Um so they end up, and this is where we get our first uh, real look at the killer clowns. And these fucking outfits, dude, everything about it is just money. Yeah. It's money. Yeah. Like, it's money by today's standards, dude. These costumes were legit. And they were huge. Yeah, they're like, like gigantic. I, yeah, so 
I think it was this year, last year. I don't remember. But one of the conventions, they had two of them were there doing photo ops and costumes. So I got my oh, picture taken. Nice. And, dude, the Rudy costume had like a foot and a half on me. And I'm like 6'3". <laughs> and I'm like, this fucker's a monster, dude. And I was like, hey, dude, will you choke me out in the picture? And he was like... <laughs> He's like, how hard? And I was like, as hard as you want. You do this shit real, or you want to do this like pussy posing for it, right? So me and my brother got our pictures. Um, but the clown costumes in this, and if you're a human being with eyes, you've probably seen it somewhere because the shit really is like everywhere right now. Oh yeah, if you've been um, in a spirit Halloween the last four years. You've seen killer clowns. Yeah. Yeah, I bought the big slim this year. I got the big tall guy. I mean, that, that shows how much they're going for it. They made yeah. an a full-size animatronic. And, and the cotton candy cocoon you could get. That was like a six-foot cocoon for like 100 bucks that just hangs, you know? <laughs> but yeah, with the skull in the front and shit. Oh, like, wow. it's it's all there, dude. Everything is there. Um, and the game is coming out soon. Like, one of those 4v1, like, Friday the 13th or Dead by Dawn or some shit. Like, right. there's a Killer Clowns game coming out. And I'm like, yep, you'll you'll get my money there. Yeah. Uh, so now they we have this run-in with the clowns. And I can't remember. I think this is where he makes the balloon dog. And this is where I was completely oh, dude. sold, dude. Yeah. This yeah, is yeah. where I was completely sold. He, he's like, we got to catch him. And you hear this, like, upbeat kind of, like, chase music. And he just real quick folds the balloon into a dog, puts it on a leash, and the dog's like, <laughs> <laughs> starts taking up like they've fully embodied the clown aspect of this even though they are aliens we're told they're aliens and they just came disguised as clowns so switch gears real quick to uh mooney and dave at the police station with these two punks that were out there drinking <laughs> damn goth kids are drinking in the graveyard again yeah and dave's very like if you're gonna book them do it by the book mooney we're not gonna do this by fucking your rules mooney it's by the book. Mooney's like, <laughs> and, boy, is that mascara on your face? <laughs> right. Into the fucking tank with you. You're going to jail forever. They're like, hey, bro, we're just some college kids. We're not like stuck to the college, man. Come on. <laughs> A couple of times um, he's like, it was just wine, man. We were just drinking right. wine in the graveyard like a couple of good goths should. <laughs> right. It is exactly how it went down. Um and Dave, so we get, we see Mooney really is just like a fucker, dude. He's, yeah. he's a, he's a mean old bastard. <laughs> he's, he's angry at the world. Um, and Dave is the rookie, you know, good guy cop who we learned quickly. There was a former lover of Debbie's. So now we have a little love conflict in there between Dave and, uh, Dave and Debbie and Mike. I'm not so sure how former that love was either, because there seems to be, uh, familiarity if you will <laughs> oh yes yes very very familiar um and they they get back to town and they're like yo there's these fucking clowns and there's these cocoons he's like they got these, these cotton candy cocoons like we gotta go and dave's like hold up motherfucker like what are we talking about and that's where we get this dope ass scene with the clowns walking into town yes. and you get this like music lead up that's just ding ding it's like very John Carpenter-esque. But we see all the clowns now heading into town. And uh, this for me is where the movie, I think, is its most fun. Yes. Because it was just like, let's figure out the goofiest situations we can put the killer clowns in and let's do it. Let's yeah. find a way to do it. And they did it. Yeah. They absolutely did it. Um, now, you've seen this one before, though, right? So this was one of those ones that, like, I actually talked about it on my other show. Uh, 
This was one of those like HBO Saturday afternoon. They played it between like Temple of Doom and Working Girl. <laughs> And so when you were like, that's a nice line, dude. If you were to tell me, like, we got Working Girl followed by Killer Clowns from Outer Space and then Temple of Doom, like, well, my afternoon's set. <laughs> but yeah, man, this was when, like, there was nothing else to do. There's nothing on. And so I'd be like, I'm not watching this Killer Clowns thing. And then I saw the puppets or the suits and was like, oh, okay, this is something interesting, dude. And I think that I was like, as a kid, like, it awoke something in me, like this, like, metal, like, heavy metal, like a fucking, <laughs> uh, like a Pegasus flew out of my chest with this, like, warrior on it holding up a sword. It was like, <laughs> I will, this is changing my life forever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly, dude. Oh, dude, I made your dog go nuts. <laughs> he felt your power, dude. He yeah, felt dude, that that's awakening. What it was, man. And, he felt uh, that awakening. Yeah, and this movie didn't disappoint because, like, back then I had a very short attention span, and this thing just picks up with them murdering people in yes. so many fun ways. There's no two kills that are the same in this, and they're always mm. fantastic. Yes, and uh, Dave doesn't believe him for the longest time up until I can't remember because Debbie doesn't get taken until right close to the end. But we can just talk through some of the fun clown kills as clowns going on a rampage. Um, my one of my personal favorites is the puppet show. Oh, because yeah. it's 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 the way the guy's laughing like this dude you know we were talking about how sometimes you can see acting yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and sometimes you can really see it Yo. and it's almost it's almost fun a little bit uh but he's just like ha, 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 and you know there's these puppets shooting lasers well, i love and then that you they just... have to win him over like, at first he's right. like all it's saying it's like stupid puppet show i'm too old for a puppet show <laughs> and then like this chick comes out with boobies and he's like oh shit this just got a little bit more interesting <laughs> and but we get our clown just fully stands up out of the puppet theater so like scary. the whole thing <laughs> so like scary, falls apart dude. around him yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> splintering boards and shit everywhere and we see that now the clown the clowns, their plan is to turn the people into these cocoons that they're later going to feed on. Essentially, they like suck the fucking blood out of a straw. They just stick a but straw in the people. They're clowns, so they want to play with their food before they eat it. Makes total sense, dude. Make it cotton candy. I get it. Um, so we get that one. Uh, the the one that I think is a, probably the only really scary moment in this movie is the little girl looking at him from the restaurant. When he's oh, like man. waving at her and shit, yeah, I was like, you're about to get molested. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be bad. Molesting gonna be clowns bad. from outer space. Oh, oh no. that's, that's a whole different. <laughs> oh, that's a movie I don't want to watch. Hollywood, no, no, no. But yeah, you get this sequence where he's outside like the jumbo burger, the big top burger. Everything's clown themed or circus themed. It's just so fucking fun. Uh, and he he's looking at her, but she ends up not getting taken by the clowns. But we get Shorty, who rides up to a motorcycle gang. That is and the best, dude. <laughs> this thing is so metal. You go ahead. You walk us through this oh, scene. Oh, man. So there's this motorcycle gang, and they're, like, hanging out. And, like, they're, they're like, doing the, like, hey, give me that beer, bitch. Like, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Like, being mean to their motorcycle ladies and shit. And then little dude drives up on this little moped, dude. And it's so cute. And he's, like. It's like a trike. It's yeah. barely even a moped. Yeah, it's like a tricycle like, almost. Beep, beep. And this dude's like, oh, hang on, guys. I'm going to fuck with this little clown man. So he walks up and he's like, hey, little clown man, can I ride your bike? And little clown is like, no. <laughs> yeah, they don't talk, but they sort of do. They 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 sing yeah, songy yeah. talk. 
It's like you just did. You did a perfect impression just now. <laughs> it's like the spiders from Eight Legged Freaks. Like they have this weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's this yeah. weird. But yeah, they have a voice all of their own that's, you know, synthesized almost in the same way the music is. Right, like it has right. a very familiar ring. But anyway, so yes, we get Shorty like and and this clown out of all of them, he's named Shorty because he is a tiny little guy. He's right. just a, he's a little itty bitty. If any of them, they're, they're all evil as fuck looking. But Shorty kind of has a cuteness to him, like a little. Sure, bit. sure. Yeah, Big not like Jumbo. Dome. Like Jumbo. Yeah, Jumbo looks scary as shit. Slim yeah. and Rudy are super yeah. scary. Um, which I don't think any of them had names until after the movie came out. I think uh, all the yeah. names came later. Yeah. yeah, I think all the names came later. So anyway, we've got Shorty who says no. Continue. He's like, nope, can't ride my bike. And he's like, oh, all right. And then he just stomps it, dude. And he fucking smashes it, smashes it. And Shorty just looks all sad, dude. You For one minute, you're like, <laughs> you feel oh, bad. you feel bad for the killer clown, dude. And he's like, oh, I went and broke your bike. And Shorty's like, yeah, you sure did. <laughs> right. And now I'm going to break you, motherfucker. <laughs> and he disappears for a second, though. Yeah. He's just like, whoop. Yeah. He like, flies off. And just just out and out. Of they're looking up in the air. They're like, where'd he go? He's gone. Right. Then he comes back down with fucking Rocky Balboa, dude. He's ready. He's like tapping his nose and shit. He's got the gloves on. Yeah, dude. And they're like, oh, look at this motherfucker. And he full on. Punches this guy in his nog and it goes flying, dude, and fucking rim jobs a trash can. Just whoosh. Right. Yeah. And then everybody's like, oh shit. Right. Well, he even tells him, he's like, you're going to knock my block off. And he's like, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, and he yeah. punches dude in the head. And um, yeah, it, and this is before uh, Friday the 13th, part eight. This you're is before right. Manhattan when, when we saw that later on. Um, so we get Shorty over, and then I can't remember if it's Rudy or Slim. Uh, I think it might be Rudy. I don't know who does the uh, silhouettes on the wall, the shadow puppets. Oh, but so, that shit is good so scene. good, dude. It's yeah. so good. Because you have, I mean, this like ragtag group of like uh, an old couple, like a young kid, <laughs> a fucking like a punk rocker or some shit, all waiting at the bus stop together. Right. A and typical he shows up stop. like... <laughs> right and he's like oh and starts throwing his fingers around and he's making like the fucking crossing of the delaware and shit it's like a boat <laughs> like and then the music salute it. they're like right. <laughs> hell yeah america <laughs> fuck yeah <laughs> fuck yeah america um and, but he does he does the delaware and then eventually at the end he turns into a he does like a woman dancing i think like um but he ends up making a dinosaur that then the shadow consumes all the people <laughs> beautiful it's so good. It's so good. And this is all happening while we're leading up to Debbie's capture, which is a lot of people's favorites. They love the fucking toilet clown and the uh, the laundry basket, like oh. the little... Dude, they're scary as it shit. scared the shit out of me, dude. I had that laundry basket, dude. So like every time I got in the shower, I was like, what's in there? Everybody had that laundry basket, bro. Yeah. And you're right, though. It was very scary. Very scary. It was like arachnophobia. I remember after watching that, not being able to shower. And, ugh, ugh. Just and this, when that spider goes sliding down. Like, yeah. This is the moment where you're like, oh, yeah, we're finally going to have some sexuality in this thing. And I would nope. have been more than happy to see Debbie's boobies. No, nope, <laughs> nothing. We get like the back of her calf as she steps into the bath. 
And that's okay. But that's you know okay, people. Yeah, that was like, it was almost like a side boob for me, like a bat cat. <laughs> and I was like, mm. <laughs> uh, for real, dude, with the availability of everything anywhere, like to regress just when it'd be like, I saw an ankle. Yeah. Like, I can, nobody can even imagine that. Anymore. It's like the 1800s. <laughs> like, right. I can't even imagine that. Um, so, yes, this is where we get the bathroom attack that's super cool. So many great effects, long neck killer clowns everywhere. And then they are oh i we forgot about i think it was jumbo who shows up on her door with a box of chocolates the one lady and she's, oh, like, she's like herb for me or whoever his name is and so now debbie gets attacked and we've got dave knows what's going on the terenzi brothers knows what's going on um and right before they head up to the camp we get our last little bit of john vernon so he's been officer mooney's been getting phone calls all night and he's like you ain't fucking getting one over on me not on officer mooney everybody's calling like yo shit's crazy he's like yeah right you fucking psychopath (laughs) this is mooney's town and then he gets a great not death but a great after death Oh. Mooney gets turned into a fucking ventriloquist puppet, and it is glorious, dude. This glorious. image stuck with me a long time, dude. Like, this movie's not that scary. It's more fun. But this part scared the shit out of me. Yeah. It's kind of like Gremlins. I, I'd compare it to Gremlins yeah, in a lot of totally. ways. Very, very similar. Maybe a little gorier, but I remember the end of Gremlins when fucking Stripe would melt away like that. Yeah. you like, ah! <laughs> fucking falling into the water i was like what the yeah, fuck? Dude. and then he comes back out and jump scares you uh, yes scary. <laughs> no thanks stripe keep your fucking scares to yourself <laughs> so debbie gets kidnapped we get mooney in the police station and then dave shows up and mooney has been turned into a ventriloquist dummy straight with like makeup on the lines down his face and and but the clown is using mooney's voice yeah like oh hey dave what are you doing around here blah 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 um, and then he just drops the body and we see, you know, he's got gore all over his the hand. hand out, dude. That's what got me. And he shakes it and you're like guts hit the ground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, most of the town or a big majority of the town has been kidnapped and we are going to return to the scene where it all began. We're going to go back to the circus tent in the woods, which we learned was a spaceship. And I mean, it makes total sense. They're aliens. Not we just go back a spaceship, to- a Star Wars spaceship that has like, <laughs> right. they walk out on like a plank and it's just like straight down. Nothing in the spaceship, <laughs> just straight down into like <laughs> where? I guess the Earth. I don't know. Somewhere for Luke to grab on as he's falling. <laughs> Something to throw the emperor into because it was <laughs> right, just... right. And it's got one of those uh, like uh, one of those like like lightning balls from Spencer's gifts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the 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 orb. They just made it the, giant. You, <laughs> yeah, you put your fingers on it and the electricity, yeah, the electricity it. it. Yeah, dude. Right. Wow, um, you're right though. But, the the effects are I mean it's big it's silly uh, but like you said you know you can see the budget restrictions but I feel like they put the budget where it mattered like put it into the yeah, clowns man, because every put it set into the effects. is so big you know it's just huge everything's giant and so you know if, if I was gonna make this movie I would have been more like try to keep it small you know but they were like no dude let's go every scene should be crazy big you know <laughs> right go as big as you can go and that's when people were starting to do that stuff with effects you know in kind of the mid 80s and superimposing film and shit like that right, right. Uh, but so 
they find Debbie. She's in a cotton candy cocoon. They end up breaking her out. I don't know why she was saved and everybody else was. I think they mentioned it at one point. It seems like because um, the cotton candy, we, we skipped over it a little bit. But they at one point, I, very early in the movie, they pull it down and they see a face. And yeah. it looks like the skin has been melted off of it. And based on when. So they, maybe they decompose. It seems like they melt on the inside of the cotton candy. And then the killer clowns like suck them out with a big bendy straw. <laughs> Uh, okay, that makes see. total sense. But she is fine inside of it. So yeah. Oh wait, no, because she doesn't go in the cotton candy. She goes in a balloon. That's right. They put her in a balloon yeah. to take her the the polka dotted balloon, which was a great That's effect right. too, dude. It was all yellow. Super and you could cool. See through it and stuff. Yeah, it was super cool. And so they get her out, and now they're like, "Oh, we gotta fucking destroy this thing." Or maybe they had planned on getting out of there and then got corralled back into. Where we meet Jojo, the uh, Clownzilla. Uh, but before <laughs> we meet Clownzilla, clown. <laughs> yeah, dude, the Kaiju Clown. You're right. I have a Funko Pop that I bought for Annabelle, and it was called Jojo. I never even knew it had a name, but it's Jo. I have a T-shirt that just says Clownzilla on it, <laughs> and it's. <laughs> <laughs> so, Clownzilla comes down, and he's a giant marionette. And this is after we had this wide circle of killer clowns that are closing in on this pyramid esque structure that our protagonists have all now gathered on the top of. They did learn that if you shoot them in the nose, that's the one thing that'll kill them. Yeah. You got it. Cause that's what Dave does at the police station. He shoots yeah. the clown a couple times then he hits it in the nose and they gone. <laughs> After we see this, that's when uh, the Terenzi brothers show up in their fucking clown ice cream truck or ice cream truck, come plowing through the wall and start talking over the loudspeaker. Like we are the great clown, whatever, you know, bow down before us. And the clowns are like, like <laughs> only the Terenzi brothers would wizard of Oz this shit. <laughs> right, right, right. A hundred percent wizard of Oz. Did. And that's when Jojo ends up coming down from the ceiling. Jojo gets lowered down and Jojo is so cool, dude. So like cool. it is such a, it reminded me of the end of uh dead alive when oh, his mom yeah. becomes that huge or black friday you remember that bruce campbell thing where the oh, black yeah. friday shoppers became yeah. that giant like <laughs> we want to buy everything um but we get this huge marionette clown that's so much fun they end up kind of getting away. Dave gets picked up by Jojo. We're in the car now. And then Dave ends up breaking free by stabbing Jojo in the nose or shoots him in the nose. Somehow he, stabs he pops. him with his badge. Is that what it is? Yeah, he okay. pulls his badge off and stabs him. Which is sweet, though. Um, so now we make a clean getaway. Spaceship like flies back off into space. Um and roll credits. Ding 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 ding. Uh, we were supposed to get a sequel to this. We were right, like I think a year or two after it came out, they talked about doing one in three D. I was like, fuck, perfect, dude. That'd have been perfect. But who knows? With the way that you know this property and this IP has been selling, everybody's picking it up. There's killer clown shit everywhere. I hope maybe one day. I hope so too, man. And it, it's just ripe for a sequel. Like, there's just like so many way, things you could do with this, but I, I don't know. You know, it, it would, it's going to be really hard to capture what this original one did. You know, just no CGI. Just don't do a lot of CGI, and that's, I think you'll be okay. That's the problem. Yeah, it's got to be all yeah. practical, and we got to see some more wicked suits. You know. Yes. Yes. Which a couple of these suits went on to be used in uh, other movies. Like I want to say, Rudy heard, was yeah. yeah. Rudy was used in like Troll or Troll Two. 
I think one of those, but yeah, because they were just badass, like super yeah. cool, you know, outfits, rad, just everything about it was right on. Um, so now that you've revisited this thing, how do you rate Killer Clowns from out of space? This is a five out of five, dude. And I don't know if it's like the nostalgia of it all, but I had just as much fun not seeing it in like 25 years. I had just as much fun watching it as the first time I saw it. Yeah, dude, it's just it's a blast. And it's something I think it's a great introduction to younger kids or, you know, people who really don't like horror, but yeah. they want to have a good time. This is the movie for you. This for is 100 sure, percent the movie for it's you. It's creepy. It does have some like blood and gore, but not too much. And uh, yeah, it's just it's just a fun ride. And it's a quick ride, man. It just it gets into it with the kills. And then just you're on this ride and then it's over before you know it. And you're like, dang, yeah. like, I, it leaves you wanting more. <laughs> right. Give me more of the killer clouds. <laughs> um, for me, it's, yeah, five out of five. Always has been. Once I was able to find it, a physical copy of it, and then I bought it digitally. Um, you know, I own many different versions of it. And probably like once every couple of months. Or if it's on TV, like I'm turning it on. It's kind of like Jaws. If it's right. on, it's on. You know, I'm putting it on. It's Aliens. Yeah. If Aliens is on TV, I'm turning on fucking Aliens. Fuck it, five out of five. Great movie. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Check it out if you haven't seen it. It's fun. I want to say it's streaming on like Tubi or Pluto. One of the, I think Netflix one of the free. Right oh, is it on Netflix right now too? But yeah, it's regularly streaming somewhere. Almost always. So check that out. I want to take one real quick second to say a huge thank you to everybody that's taken the time to listen to the show up until this point. Um, fucking rad, dude. The feedback we've gotten, <clears throat> just super supportive and positive. And with, you know, without you, I mean, we might still be doing this because Jason and I just like talking about movies and shit. But having you along on this ride is just the most special shit ever. And we hope to continue to just, you know, you hang out with us, hang out and do a thing. Let's well, just we, have a good time. We got a voicemail this week from a fan. Should we play that? Uh, yeah, dude, I'm totally down. I'm totally down. I heard the voicemail. I'm game. Go ahead and run that it shit. It made me so happy, dude, just to hear this. So here it is. I'm going to try not to ramble. I'm going to try to get everything in a nice, concise thought. A, just listen to your podcast, and I was just laughing. You just made the first hour of my drive so enjoyable. It was so great. And I'm driving. That's why I, I didn't want to text. I was like, there's too much to text. But... I, it was absolutely, dude, I laughed so hard. I've never even seen that movie, and I felt like I got such a good grasp of what that movie was, and now immediately when I get home, I'm going to watch that and the documentary. But B, bro, the last 10 minutes of your guys' podcast talking, like, I don't know what we have to do, but, dude, I am done. We need a podcast just called Contentness on Life and just... Dude, I, we had this conversation, but I related to it so much. And I was just like, man, I don't know if this is like a new beginning or something. Like, dude, a podcast or like, even with your buddy there, but the writer and about the whole art thing. You're an artist all the time, no matter if you're not doing it all the time. Uh, it hit me at my core, man. I just like, I get it. I feel it so much. Man, Luke, my guy, uh, a friend of mine who is a client who has become a friend, um, started as a client, but somebody I talk to regularly and uh, an actor as well. And somebody who's really good at what he does. And it's the way he said it, you know, dude, yeah, the dude, way like he, he put it. Genuinely it's... passionate about it. Like, really, <laughs> right. It really touched him. <laughs> Right, right. And that's and even if it was only one person ever listened, but I hope that everybody listening knows that uh, we love y'all. Every single one of you, man. It's cool. So with that being said, let's jump into a little bit of kindness and positivity. We're pumps, go sleep. Yeah. 
Okay. So um, I had something saved that I wanted to talk about today. But then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to bring some of my own shit. Because I, with the the charity event that we had done yesterday, I was in my chair for probably like 12 hours yesterday. And I woke up this morning, just my fucking back was on fire, dude. Back was on fire. I've been fighting off this like head cold congestion type stuff. And I was like, okay, I got two options here. And I feel like the only time we ever really feel shitty is when we compare it to not feeling shitty. Like I, I was talking to my wife, she came, Shana came through this morning and I was just laying in bed, sitting on a heating pad. And I was like, you know, right now, this is exactly what I am. And I can either choose to be miserable in that, or I can just accept it for what it is and just be like, this is the only thing I'll ever be like right now. Yeah. I just have a sore back, but it's only when I compare it to not having a sore back that it becomes a problem. You know what I mean? The perspective totally, yeah. is fucking everything, dude. It's everything. And I was like, well, maybe I'll share that today because that's some real life shit. You know what I mean? It's, Absolutely, it's real life. Man. I'm going through the same thing. I just had an umbilical hernia fixed. So they went in laparoscopically. I mean, my belly button was poked out. Like I had an innie and then I had an outie. And it was like a purple fucked up looking outie. And I lived with that shit for like five years, dude, because insurance sucks. And it's expensive to get fixed. You know, and yeah. it was bumming me out. And I was like, okay, I finally got insurance. I'm going to get this thing fixed. But I kind of went through a depression afterwards because I was just like, I was, I, it made me realize that I'm mortal. You know, like I was yeah. like, damn, dude, I can't get out of bed. <laughs> I have to just <laughs> lay here and let life happen to me because right. I have no control over it right now. And then I was like, in three days, I'm going to be up and at him again. And in three days, I was not up and at him. I tried to go back to right. work, dude. I made it halfway through and was like, I got to go home. I am in pain, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then I thought I was getting better, and I bent down for a sock and fucked my shit up all over again, you know? And it's just a bummer, dude. And it's really and hard to, like, stay positive when your body is failing you. Yeah, and that's, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. I constantly think about my mortality. Yeah. Constantly. Yeah. Constantly. Because... Not only, not in some like macabre way where I'm like, oh, I'm gonna fucking die. Oh no, yo, you going yeah. Um, but more in like when when I'm aware of that, then I can be grateful when I walk. Yeah. I can be grateful that I can see. I can look at a color and be like, yo, that's dope. I can be grateful that I lay in my bed and be like, look at them fucking trees outside, dude. Like my external lungs out there doing their job for me. That's cool as shit. Um but with that awareness of, you know, I'm going to die. And I think we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, even it is important to keep that awareness in your mind, because when you do, everything has the potential to be a whole fucking lifetime, dude. Some days I feel like I've lived a whole life in one day just because I paid attention to what was going on. And that was really it. You know, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to be fully in this, fully in that. Um and to not be like, man, like, oh, fuck, I'm sad I got a bad back and shit. I don't know, dude. I think just giving that shit up and being, you know. And then I, on top of that, I just watched this thing. I downloaded the PBS app, fucking watching some documentaries. And they're like, oh, yeah, consciousness isn't real. And everything's like you're making <laughs> up. Or not consciousness isn't real, but you're essentially like building reality in your consciousness as you go. Like you have blind spots in your vision and shit. And that your pain receptors can be tricked like pain, like they make a strong argument. The pain is in a lot of ways a construct like you can work your way around it. Right. Um, but yeah, so 
That's it. That's what I had in a nutshell. Just uh, perspective. It, it comes down to being in the moment, dude. If you're aware mm-hmm. of your mortality, then every moment can be precious. And even when you're laid up with a bad back or uh, you're recovering from surgery, just be right there in that moment and be like, you know what? I can't get up and do things with my day today, but that's okay because I need time right. to heal. And this is my journey right now. And I'm on it. And I just need to like go with it. Enjoy it. Fucking be on dude, your drugs. All the time. I rest, right? Yeah. I rest all the time. Yeah. It's so important. We don't take the time to rest. No, but don't feel yeah, guilty you, and then, right. Mentally, right. Or don't physically. feel guilty to, yeah. Right. I like that, dude. Don't feel guilty to heal. I like that shit. Don't feel guilty to heal. Okay. So I think we did it. Just about an hour, maybe somewhere kind of close. It's almost like we're good Fuck. at this shit. I don't know. <laughs> almost like we've done it before. I did talk to um, our great friend Josh over in Germany. Yes, um, sent him Josh. a link to the show. Love and I was guy. like, hey, man. Yeah. I was like, can you check it out? And he was fucking loving it, dude. He's like, you can hear Jason sounds really scared sometimes. Like when you're talking about Terrifier. And I was like, yeah, like it'll be it'll be fun. It'll be a fun journey. He's like, yeah, you got to get him to watch uh, Slaughtered Vomit Dolls, uh. which, dude, it's a bad one. I watched it for him one time and I was like, fuck. And there's like multiple of these movies, but it's an it, it, yeah, we'll get there. But Josh, thank you for checking it out over in Germany, dude. Um, he's had a lot of great success with his podcast. It is in German. I'm like bummed. I can't listen. I was. <laughs> Look at his posts, and I'm like, I wonder what this yeah. is about because it looks really. But they've won some like uh, indie awards and stuff like that, like some really cool shit with their show. So Josh and um, I think I don't know who does it consistently with them, but Josh and everybody who's involved, kudos, dude, rock and roll. Uh, I wish we could pronounce your show so we get could... <laughs> <laughs> right, right. S in mein Scheiser, S in mein Scheiser. So for the horror pop extravaganza, I have been Pops Ghostly. And I'm Jonathan Foreskin. And we will uh, we'll be back. We'll be back next week to talk all things creepy, ghoulish, macabre, and something else. Who knows? Bye! <laughs>